Hello, uh, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska. I also teach in Toronto, Canada. My guest today is Tessa Viotti. I hope I got that right. Who um, is yes, just about <laughs> close? Uh, who is an artist and an Alexander uh, Technique teacher living in Milan, Italy? And our conversation today is um, going to be part of a is part of a series that I've been doing about how people have used uh, the Alexander Technique, uh, principles of the Alexander Technique, to help them recover from uh, surgery, or in, in, in Tessa's case, surgeries. And we're gonna she's she's going to talk about that. Uh, Tessa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. It's wonderful. I've followed some of your series and I think they're immensely useful. Well, thank you. And thank you for, for taking the time to do this. Um, before we get into uh, surgery and Alexander technique, could you tell our listeners in a sentence or two, what is this thing we're talking about, this <laughs> Alexander technique? It's interesting because it's, it's really is challenging because it encompasses so much. Um, but if I could put it in a nutshell, you could say it's an educational process. Mm -hmm. um, and through a series of lessons, uh, you learn how to work more consciously with what you do in your everyday activities. Um, and, and this helps you to, to do things in a better way. And a better way might be less unnecessary effort, more efficient ways of moving through, yes, spa through space. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So could, could you uh, say a little bit about uh, the surgeries you had to start with and then how, how the technique, because you had some pretty serious surgery, right? Yes. Surgeries. <laughs> and, surgeries. And, and surgeries. And what... I, I believe you said you were on an Alexander training course when that began. Uh, so tell us a little about the surgeries and, and how what you were learning about the technique was uh, helped you to, uh, to deal with that. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, unfortunately, I didn't know about the technique when I was younger and I had spinal surgery. Mm -hmm. um, but at, because I was in the training when I had these other surgeries, um, there were a series of about five surgeries over three years because of cancer. Um, I was on my, in my training at that stage to become a teacher, which uh, had to be interrupted and I finished later. But I did have a sense of the technique at that time, which uh, helped me enormously in my approach to, to the surgeries and managing myself uh, over the years. Mm -hmm. And could you say a little bit about that? What, what issues presented themselves to you that the Alexander Technique could help with? And just a little more detail about that. Well, I think, um, for instance, when you even receive such a diagnosis and then you know you're about to go in for a, a, a pretty extreme operation, mm -hmm. 
I think um, one of the most useful principles is, is working with your reaction mm-hmm. and being able to look after yourself in that moment with um, how you approach the whole uh, thinking because so much of the technique, you're, you, you're wanting to look after yourself in how you approach things, how you think. And um, that would prepare me a lot for, for the operations, um, even, even just dealing with uh, the news of an operation, it helped enormously. So I assume it was your experience that that uh, apprehension um, manifested itself as some physical tightening in your body. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. there was, you know, obviously the, your, your emotions, your, your whole physical body goes into a, a highly reactionary tense state. Right. And um, to be able to know how to work with that mm-hmm. is hugely useful. And in terms of of working with that could you go into a little more detail of so you, i assume at various times during the day you would notice boy i'm really tightening up right yes yes uh i can feel i i'm worried i can uh apprehensive but i can also physically feel it yes what would you do at that point that would help well i think one of the most useful procedures that uh, even today serves me because i i think even post-operatively your body has to adapt change live in a different way with uh, the impact of surgery so even today i use it and i used it then a lot is the procedure of constructive rest uh, lying down and uh, it's a very specific way of lying down. Maybe you could describe that a little bit. Yes. Uh, you obviously support your head on books. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're supporting your neck curve on, uh, on books, mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, with your legs uh, bent, so in a semi-supine position. Mm-hmm. And with the support of the floor, there really is a sense that you can uh, allow gravity to, uh, to lengthen and widen you and the whole nervous system starts to calm. Mm-hmm. One can also work with um, really not tightening around the, the neck and the head and the so- shoulder area. And the support of the bent legs just allows the lower back to release as well. Mm-hmm. So, Generally, you, you, you give your whole body some support uh, and, and it allows the tightening to, to release. Right. You're, you're putting yourself in a very different orientation to gravity. And, yes. of course, you do that when you lie down at night to sleep. But with constructive rest, usually it's a fairly firm surface you're lying on so you get feedback from the ground. Yes, you definitely need to be on the floor. Yeah, and you have a configuration uh, with your knees bent and support under your head that tends to encourage expansion. 
Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Which is what you need when you're contracting. Yes, because the, the reaction and the holds that you go through and uh, it are, are enormous. Right. So Very you, much psychophysically and emotionally. Right. And so when you were doing the constructive rest, I assume perhaps when you got up from it and would walk around, you might notice that you weren't as tense physically tense and did that translate pretty obviously into a better emotional state definitely there was it it was like you i was in a sense of more calm you know more trust as well because i think when you have you know major surgeries trusting the whole process trusting you know what you're going to go through so definitely, you, you, I felt much more supported both in myself and with what uh, was going to happen. And I think as an aside here, we might say that for anyone who is contemplating surgery, uh, constructive rest is something you can learn to do pretty much on your own. I mean, there are there's there are some pretty detailed instructions on, yes. um, on my website and other places. And I'll put a link to some of that. That's, that's something that's available to anybody uh, with or without an Alexander teacher. Yes, it's, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deceptively simple process, but a very, a very powerful one, I would say. So I think that's worth mentioning. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and w what are some other um, Alexander ideas or principles that you brought to bear over the course of these, these surgeries? I think the other area that um, is definitely of use is Alexander's approach to breathing. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I mean, also in the constructive rest, when you lie, so much of your breathing uh, shifts also. Mm -hmm. um, but his approach to breathing and not holding the breath. Mm -hmm. And he does have a simple procedure using, you know, a bit of sound, the whispered R. Mm -hmm. Being able to release your breath. Um, allowing uh, also less hold in the whole body. Mm -hmm. That was uh, very helpful. And that's something that probably it, it would be good to have a teacher help you with, I think, the whispered on and breathing. And, and uh, the whole Alexander approach to breathing is kind of fundamentally, I think, different from things like breathing exercises. Typically, it's more like just get out of the way and, and yes. let the breathing happen as opposed to trying to micromanage it, which I think yes. some, some systems would, would have. So, th so that was helpful. Uh, yes. Any any other uh, specific things that you you can think of that were useful during that period? Um, I think uh, also after surgery, when uh, one's in a lot of pain reaction, 
Mm -hmm. I think there the constructive rest is also very useful to mm -hmm. uh, not react on top of the pain that one is feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that I, I worked with a lot. So it was a, it, it, it's not an instant fix, this work. No, no. We have to be really not. clear about that. This is not a therapy. It's, it's an educational process, basically. And um, anything else you'd like to say to somebody who is either uh, facing surgery or knows someone who's facing surgery uh, or has recently had surgery who's watching or listening to this uh i i know that maybe someone won't have the time necessarily go to go for lessons but i think it's very useful as a supportive um process after surgery or before i was just going to say yeah. as you yeah. as you mentioned mm -hmm. you know even to do some constructive rest uh prior to surgery is uh, useful. Um, I, I do think it's, it's a very, very empowering process to know how to look after yourself. I, I think that the body has immense ability to heal and we need to give it support in order to do that. I, right. I found the, the the miraculous healing that happened incredible, yeah. but I know being able to give myself uh, support or the support of a teacher that can guide you mm -hmm. um, is immensely useful also for long-term management. Uh, yes, absolutely. So yeah. I, I think it would be useful to say here that Sure, it would it would be really great to have some lessons before surgery. I think I think mm. we would agree with that, and and after. But um, bear in mind that it's a learning process, and if you're in a a lot of pain, it's prob that's probably not the optimal time to actually have lessons. Constructive no, rest, definitely. for sure. I agree with you. For yes, constructive, constructive rest, rest but not you could do right away. And I, that would be great to learn ahead of time, or you could learn it afterwards. But in, in terms of actually taking lessons, you need to be able, basically, you need to be able to think and pay attention. Yes. And, and if you're in a lot of pain, that's... No, I, I only went back to training years later. Uh -huh, I went back uh -huh. to my classes year, you know, a long time after. Uh, my mention of the pain is also in the constructive rest where when you, when you have that release from the breath, uh, it really helps you to uh, support yourself when you're in the pain. And also lying on a firm surface, yeah. you learn about your back and where it is <clears throat> a lot of people really don't have a very clear concept of that so that's that's a another aspect yes, yes. anything else you want and especially to especially if you're having uh, surgery which involves your organs you want that uh, wonderful length and space within the 
uh, trunk, the abdomen. Organs thrive when they're not being crushed. Exactly. <laughs> to put exactly. it bluntly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So in the movement, you know, yeah. uh, you know, when you yeah. start to walk again and move around, just allowing that uh, length. Right. Yes. Right. Anything else you want to add to what we've talked about? Well, I'd love to just add a quote of Alex. Sure. Uh, of Alexander's. Mm -hmm. That's F. Matthias Alexander, the developer of, originator, let's say, of our work. Yeah. Okay. He, is the, uh, um, he says there is only one way of saying what the work is and what we are doing. Ah. We are giving nature her opportunity. This is a definition aligned for growth and change. That's, a, that's one of my favorite quotes of his. Yeah, and, that, I, and, and it I really captures what it's all about, that we as teachers, for example, are not creating a better person in our students. We're just more, we're opening up the possibilities that were there to start with, but have been kind of covered over by habitual patterns of yes. movement. Yes. <laughs> And of course, those patterns <clears throat> can get exacerbated by surgery. By surgery, yeah. yes. Yeah. Because I think we can build up uh, patterns after surgery. Yes. If we, if we don't keep allowing ourselves to support our systems in, uh, in a lengthened and widened way. Exactly. And, uh, and, you know, years and years ago, I had uh, a very minor surgery in a doctor's office. It was basically a cyst right about here. And it was no big deal. You know, you, when we went in, he removed, popped it, removed it, sent, off, sent it off for a test. I was astonished at how much pulling in I was doing from that. And I wasn't, I knew nothing of the Alexander technique, yeah. but I was kind of struck by that. And yes. of course, now as an Alexander teacher, I can see, well, if you did that for a few weeks after even a simple operation, part of that could be a pattern that you'll keep way beyond any usefulness it might have had. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like post-surgery patterning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's not, yes. not something you want to hang on no, to. No, you don't want to. No. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I think this is a good place to end our conversation. My, my guest today has been Tessa Viotti. Yes, Viotti. Uh, Viotti, <laughs> an Alexander Technique teacher living, in, uh, living and teaching uh, in Milan. I will put a link to a, a website where you can get some information about her. Um, and... Um, uh, Tessa, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Robert. It's an absolute uh, pleasure. <laughs>